Hello there, and welcome to the Lady in Disguise podcast. Our practical talks are merely to be an encouragement and help to you in your Christian walk with the Lord. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hello and welcome to the Lady in Disguise podcast. This is the second episode. My name is Laura Moore. And I'm Elizabeth Moore. I was talking with mom earlier this week and we were trying to come up with a topic that we wanted to discuss. We have many topics that we're really excited about talking about, but this week we decided to talk about a thankful heart or contentment in a young lady or a woman because of Thanksgiving coming up in a couple days. So when you think about a thankful heart, how would we go about getting a thankful heart? Because when I think of a thankful heart, it's actually a process that we go through. I was thinking of Solomon and how he tried so hard in the book of Ecclesiastes with so many different things. He tried building things. He tried eating, drinking things. He tried women. He tried everything, but at the end of the book, in Ecclesiastes 12, 5, he said, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. He came to the conclusion at the end of his life that it was his life was empty, vanity, vanity, all is vanity. But then he did say that the conclusion of the whole matter was to keep God's commandments. And as we were discussing, the commandments come down to two of them. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. And the second is like unto this, love thy neighbor as thyself. So when you go through the Ten Commandments, you can see that God, of course, is first and your neighbor is second. Therefore, all of the commandments that are listed, the 10, they all fall in line with loving God and loving your neighbor. When you put other people before yourself, that's the start of a thankful heart because we're not drawing the attention to ourselves, but we're drawing our attention to other people. And also, God is the only one that can give us that thankful heart. We start with thanking him for what he did for us on the cross, but he didn't stay on the cross. He arose and he is triumphant. He's at the right hand of God in heaven interceding for us. So we have to take in a way what Solomon said, come to the whole conclusion. And the whole conclusion is being content. Having a contentment in our life will give us a thankful heart. Well, I was thinking about it, and even in my own life, there was a very dark time that will be discussed in probably episodes to come, but there were some things that I was struggling with, and because I didn't have my life, you know, all together, I sought for people with more stable lives, or to what I would think would be stable lives. So online, you know, and I'm sure every single one of you has probably watched some videos of these really simple lives of this person who very nicely, you know, picks the vegetables from her garden or, you know, the classical music is playing in the background, the simple life baking in the kitchen or a morning routine 
reading God's word uh, with the lights kind of dim and with a blanket and a hot cup of coffee and it looks very wonderful and amazing and you watch it and you think oh that's so nice I want that so then you try it maybe for a day or two and it doesn't work at all you realize this is not real life okay you wake up in the morning you're very tired and you don't want to do your devotions because you can barely open your eyes it's dark outside and you can't comprehend anything Maybe you run into a couple walls and you start to have a headache and you're like, I have to read God's word. And that's a whole nother topic as well about doing your devotions. But whatever the case, what I'm trying to say is it's not real life. And you see Pinterest pictures or Instagram reels or, or pictures and it, it's perfectly arranged, you know, a cup of coffee with a book and you can see out the window or something into this beautiful pasture and it just looks amazing and that's how you want your life to be but your life can't be that way because it's not real and I guarantee you the people behind the video camera or the camera they that's not how they live every single day of their life they can fantasize and they can believe that's how they can live their life but deep within it's not it's not real. So why I'm saying that is not to say you should never look at Pinterest or Instagram pictures or watch those videos ever again. I'm just saying what happens is we can fall into a trap of imaginations of what we want to think our life should be, which leads to discontentment and unthankfulness because then we desire something that we don't have. Like somebody who wears, I don't know, a really cute outfit and you look at their outfit and you think, I want what they're wearing that's so cute on them. But then you buy that outfit or you find, you know, the same type of style and you try it on and you're like, yeah, this is not me. Or maybe you buy something that's really nice and you try it on and you're like, oh, that's really cute. But then what comes is later on you desire to have more clothes or whatever and it doesn't have to be a want it can be anything a circumstance or an event that maybe you're just not thankful for or you have the event and then afterwards you think I want something else it just reminds me of a little kid I guess there's another example you want that toy so badly for Christmas which is right around the corner by the way anyway you want that toy or something you get it, you play with it, and then what happens? You want another. And we've heard so many messages, so many devotionals, whatever, about this topic. So I feel like this is very common for everyone. But somehow it still lingers, especially among women. And in Hebrews thirteen five, it says, Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. And at the end of the verse, he says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And as you were talking, I was thinking about how being who I am, I like to plan an event. I look forward to the event. I schedule the event. And then when the event is over, it's like, oh, now what's the next event? We need to learn it for me to enjoy the moment because the moment is what we need. We're going to forget about the event 
we're going to cherish the people that we're with for the event. Right. And I remember actually also watching a little video clip and it was of a lady who was giving this example of when you're really little, you're excited for middle school. And then when you make it to middle school, you're excited for the next step, next step to get older and older and older. You're in high school. You cannot wait to go to college. And then you're in college and you can't wait for that career or maybe getting married as I'm sure all young ladies, including myself, <laughs> cannot wait for. Anyway, patience. So, and then when you get married or you have that job earning all that money, <laughs> then what? Well, then you have children. You can't wait for that. You have your little babies and your children. You're raising them. And then you cannot wait for them to grow up and have their own life. Because then you get that time with your husband again that you miss. But then you're older, okay? Well, then your your children are gone and you have that, you know, <laughs> nice home with no kids. And you're excited about that, which I don't really know anything about. I feel like, Mom, you shouldn't be exemplifying this part. But, And then you are excited for the grandkids. And the grandkids come and then you're you're old and gray. And then guess what? You die. And I know that sounds very depressing, but just give me two more seconds of more depressment. And let's just say that's your life. It's for a vapor, which appears for a little while and then it vanishes away, right? I mean, that's what we read in God's word. And that's, I think, what, what mom was trying to say about, you know, Solomon was saying in Ecclesiastes about that. Our life is vanity. I mean, we can do everything possible in our life we want to do. We can jump off a cliff. I know the crazy things, but seriously, people jump off a cliff or they have their bucket list. Yes, bucket <laughs> list. That's huge now. I want to go here. I want to do this. Okay, then you get it all done. Think about it. And then what? Okay, I really want this car because it's cool looking. And then what? Well, I want to you know, have a very successful job and get tons of money. And then what? Well, you know, I want to be married and have kids. And then what? You know, that is good to be married and have children. The Bible even talks about that as a good thing to desire. But and then what? Really, what are you going to do with everything you're, you're desiring? What, what are those? What is that purpose and goal that you're setting for yourself? So what are the things you need to be focusing on in your life that matter and that count? That's the question. So actually, in Philippians 4.11, it says, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. It's a learning process. We have to practice, practice being thankful. It doesn't come naturally in our generation. In fact, we're living in a generation where people forget to say thank you, please. Or write thank you cards. <laughs> there you go. So for me, I'm practicing, I'm learning that I have to sometimes walk around the house and thank the Lord for this. Silly little things? No, because everything is a gift from God. In Deuteronomy 26, 11, that was my verse for today. Rejoice in every good thing which the Lord thy God hath given unto thee. He gives us rest. That's a gift. He gives us air. That's a gift. 
He gives us the sun. He gives us the moon. He gives us rain. He gives us snow when it comes. He gives us a sunrise. And lately, I've been watching the sunrise and the sunset. And that's a promise from God. That's something I am thankful for when I see a sunrise and it goes across the whole sky. I can remember and remind myself that God is giving me a promise. I will never leave thee, Beth. I'll never forsake thee. I am always with you. Even though you're struggling, even though you have disguised yourself, even though you're lonely, frustrated, you can be content, Beth. You can be content because I am with you. I'm on your side. I'm snuggling with you, giving you that hug that you need so badly. When it seems like you're all alone, the Lord is there and he is a comfort. So a thankful heart really is starting off with a little baby step. A baby step is just look around you and see the goodness of the Lord and what he has given to you. Maybe write it down. You know, maybe in 10 minutes, you got to do it again because that's how God operates. He gives manna day by day. It's not given one time and then we're done. We have to do this because we're not perfect. I haven't arrived yet. Laura hasn't arrived no, yet. I haven't. We're not perfect people. But we do know that with the Lord, you can do all things because it's through Christ. He's the one that gives us the strength that we need day by day. So a thankful heart starts off small. And as you progress in life, it gets bigger and bigger because you realize so much more that you're thankful for. And when I was younger, I can relate to that little child who wanted something. I know I remember Catherine and I were into American Girl dolls. Remember that, Mom? Yes. We always, every birthday or Christmas, we that would always be on our little list of things that we wanted. And we wanted those things. Well, we got more and more and more. Well, guess what? We all grow up. And I'm not saying when you're a little kid, you can't, you know, want a toy because that's special for the moment. But looking back, I realized I was so consumed with wanting and needing that because that was what would make me happy. I was convinced. See, we're going to all of these things and possessions and, and um, you know, events and outings and things and friends even because that's what we think will make us happy. That's it. That's what's going to make me more joyful and more, more, you know, fulfilled. But it's not. You, you go through it or you have that thing and you realize, yep, yeah, that really didn't, you know, fill the Satisfied. void. Right. It didn't, it didn't satisfy. Right. It didn't satisfy at all. So honestly, the only thing it does satisfy, it's, it's God. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. So how can we show that love to others? How can we, you know, obey the, the two greatest commandments? It's by loving God and loving others. And that is getting the gospel out there, letting others know who Jesus is, a God who cares and loves us. You, you could... You could talk forever just talking about the goodness of God and the things he has blessed us with. Every single thing you have in your life is because of God. You did nothing to deserve anything you have. The fact that you can breathe this air is of God. 
that you were able to get out of bed this morning is of God. So many, so many things to be grateful for. And in my life, I know I'm very young still. There's a lot to learn ahead. There's a lot of things <laughs> that will take place in my life that I know, I know nothing about. But I can honestly say right now, I am thankful for the things that God has given me and the things that he has brought me through, trials and temptations. I know that those things are for my good. But I want to tell, too, that if you are a lady in disguise and you are hurting so badly today, really cry out to the Lord and pray and ask the Lord to help you to learn how to be content with your life. Look, look inside and see a little baby step that you can take today to help you to undisguise yourself and be real. The Lord is there to listen to you and to hear you cry out to him and say, you know, I'm lonely today. I'm hurting today. I don't have a thankful heart today. But Lord, please help me to have that thankful heart and that contentment and that love for you. And let him draw himself to you and you draw yourself to him. Thankfulness and being content, I believe, is a choice. It's not a command. It's not a desire in our own heart. We won't naturally desire to be content and be thankful. But I do have to tell you, it is freeing. When you have a content and a thankful heart, you can live your life in so much more joy. Joy is the Lord. Maybe we'll talk about that in an episode to come, but... Being thankful will change your life because you won't be in constant want. You'll learn to be content and God will teach you how. So as you gather with your people that you have for Thanksgiving, remember you'll never have the same people around you in the same way ever again. So choose to make this moment a wonderful memory, a memory-making moment. I do have to tell you one story about Thanksgiving though. So every year there's a tradition we have in our home that is definitely all my mother's doing, which is the lady on the other side of the table. I never disguised this. Exactly. She No, that's true. She does this. <laughs> but this happens like clockwork every single year. So we have Thanksgiving, you know, in of course, the morning. no Christmas music. You have to add that. Oh, I forgot about that. So in our home, we do have a tradition about no Christmas music all year. I know some of you Christmas lovers are going to be like, what? But it's true. We actually don't listen to Christmas music at all throughout the entire year until after Thanksgiving. So it's the day after Thanksgiving. So we're very, you know, we have Thanksgiving. We have our grandparents over every single year. This, this happens. And we sit around the table. We have our meal. We do our normal things that we do every Thanksgiving and then my grandparents leave and it's not maybe you know <laughs> two three minutes and my mom is starting to take down all of the fall decorations yes all of the fall decorations are going to be back in the boxes won't appear until next year and uh, the Christmas spirit has finally begun and it is starting to arise the next day happens, and I think it's around maybe 4 or 5 a.m. 
in the morning, you know, when everything's dark out still, and we're hearing Christmas music blaring around the house, and my mom is, you know, decorating Christmas, and it's probably decorated by, mm, what would you say? Nine o'clock. <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> yeah, probably. Anyway, it's very quick, and Christmas has arose. So next week when we talk to you, it will definitely be all Christmas in our house. So that's just a little story I thought I would share. Little tradition of ours, but we're looking forward to Thanksgiving. And so we do wish you a very happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your family traditions and enjoy the moment. <laughs>